You're listening to the Unzipped Latex Podcast by Latex Fashion TV. Support us on Patreon for the bootleg video of this interview and see it unedited as it was recorded live. Find out more at latexpodcast.com. Welcome to an unzipped interview all about latex fashion. Yay! And today we have the absolutely stunning Witchy Pixie. Hi guys! <laughs> it's so nice to see you. You too. Glad to be here. Yay! How are you? I'm doing all right. Stressed about I leave for a tour tomorrow of London, Munich, and Cologne. And they're both completely on lockdown right now. So that's a bit stressful. But other than that, I'm all right. Gosh, that must be, that sounds massively intense. Yeah, I've I've got like a few less shoots this time. I've only got about three per day. Whereas my last trip, I had five per day, which was too much. Um, So it's a bit more relaxed. But with everything going on with COVID, not knowing if I might get kicked out of the country or banned from returning home or something, it's crazy stressful. Sounds very stressful, but hopefully we'll give you a nice little interview. Yes, (laughs) from the comfort of my own home. Exactly, it's even better, isn't it? (laughs) Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I I have many facets to myself. I am an onion from Shrek. Um, (laughs) I, uh, I do a lot of different things. I mean, obviously, I do latex modelling. Uh, prior to starting in latex modeling I did fashion modeling and I do still do a bit of that as well but then I also both study and work in archaeology I like cosplay I used to play Quidditch I play League of Legends a lot um I do a lot of different things that's really good that means you can have like multiple different conversations going on so it's not just about one thing so it's great when you're sat at a table and you're just like what shall we talk about you can randomly pick a subject and just go exactly it's great it gives me lots to talk about yes so I'll be like make sure I'm sat next to her because she's interesting (laughs) so your love of latex you know how did that start for you was it could did you do mainstream fashion first then transition into fetish the world yeah absolutely so I I've basically been involved in the fetish community from well before I actually started modeling in it um I think I went to my first fetish nightclub at Sin City in Vancouver I think as soon as I was legal I think the first one after I was legal I was like I'm there (laughs) um so that would have been yeah eight years ago doesn't feel that long eight years ago I went to my first fetish nightclub and like I I loved it because of the people there like I love how accepting everyone is I love how like no one is judgmental in the culture and like there's a very strict concept of respect which I really appreciate I mean you go to a normal nightclub and you got all the guys dancing up on you I'm like don't need any of that um so I I went to it more for that rather than say for like a personal fetish in latex or something I went for it for the people that are there And at the time I was still doing fashion modeling and I was kind of getting a little bit put under too much pressure to lose weight, you know, all the stereotypes of the fashion industry. I was like, you know what? I don't think that's for me anymore. I'll keep it kind of as a hobby, but I don't want to do it full time because the pressure of the agencies is too much. What's a way that I can kind of keep modeling, but without the pressure on my body image? I'm like, you know what? I'm already super involved in the fetish industry. 
I could try that. Like I've never really, at that time, I'd never even worn latex. I'd wear like lingerie and harnesses and things to events. But I'm like, maybe I could like try and work my style of fashion poses into the latex industry and it could be something new and different and it's worked out okay. It does work out. I find that the transition is relatively easy and it's more about yeah. you rather than your body. It becomes Yeah, which is nice. It's so nice because people are more interested in you and finding things out about you that we didn't necessarily know before. It's like I know a lot of dancers who have transitioned over into like the fetish yeah. world and they bring, you know, this dance background and experience that you're just like, whoa. I can't do that. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool. It opens up to, like, new concepts of posing and things. But it just goes to show how open the community is, and it just goes it's to show open. it's, it's you know, open to everyone. You don't necessarily need to be a fetish person. Absolutely, yeah. Be aware of the rules and consent and everything else, and then you're fine. Yes. Yeah. Men are more respectful as well. Hurrah! I love your outfit. Like, I love what you're wearing today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm wearing um, the top and bottom. These matching bits are from Sublime Berlin in Berlin. Um, and this top is from Latte Latex here in Rome. Mm, very, very nice. What would you say is your favorite type of latex? Do you prefer like dresses or cat suits or leggings? I think it kind of depends. I like, I like two kind of, not extremes, but I like two different styles. I like the very, like, fashion-y latex, so, like, Mr. William Wilde, very, like, you turn a high fashion cut, but you do it in latex. I love that style. And then I also really love, like, the really heavy harnesses, so, like, yeah. Deadly Couture's harnesses, but over-colored pieces, so, like, a little jade bodysuit, but with, like, really heavy black harnesses over top. I like that. Oh, no, so it's like it's again it's the different transition it's how like latex is becoming more fashionable and you know every exactly. all the celebrities seem to be wearing it now and people seem to be more accepting whereas latex was like yeah. <gasps> latex what is it exactly like well, a top like this i could even wear with like my jeans and it looks like a normal outfit like it's not taboo at all i don't think many people will be that brave but you never know but that's all about the experiment and exploring with yourself exactly what does latex feel like to you to wear when you're wearing it how does it feel this is always like the most shameful embarrassing question as a latex model um i'm not a huge fan of it I find it really uncomfortable and like awkward to put on. I love the way it looks, but like so many latex models, they get into latex modeling because they genuinely love wearing latex. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh, well, gotta put my latex on now. <laughs> I love that because it's like the amount of times I ask this question to many different girls, you know, you, the response is generally the same. Everyone feels the same. It's nice and refreshing to know that someone actually is like, I love it, but... Yeah, but it's a hassle. It is, because if you're if you're not in the mood or if you're finding the lube isn't working or you haven't got enough talc, actually latex is a very tricky material. Yeah, very difficult. But it looks so good. The final product, it, it's worth it. it absolutely. It, it's the transformation that latex gives to you. It's just yeah. a, it, you completely change as a whole yeah. person. And that's what I love more than anything else. Yeah, my, uh, my my partner has recently got into the habit of kind of making fun of me along those lines because me in my daily life, like already as Pixie, I don't wear too much makeup, but my daily life, I'm like a bedhead, no makeup tracksuit. And I'll like show him a new picture that's coming. I'm like, oh, honey, look, who's this? Hoping he'll be like, oh, it's my girlfriend. Yay. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> but I 
think it's true for all of us. I mean, when none of us look like this on a regular basis. I mean, when I'm not working, yeah. I'm exactly the same. You know, you lounge about with your hair yeah. scrunched up and no makeup on. So yeah, exactly. when we get to be like glamorous, we throw ourselves into it 100%. Which is part of what I love about it. Like it becomes like, it's still me, but it's like almost like having two different personalities. I love it. It's great. It's amazing. Do you have any favorite designers? Uh, again, it depends on the style, really. Like, I obviously, I love um, William Wilde and Deadly Couture, who I already mentioned, for their respective things. I also really love um, Antidote, who does, like, the super intricate things. And, again, it's not something that I would necessarily wear as much in my personal wardrobe, but I love it. Like, it looks so cool. They're so intricate. There's nothing else similar to it on the market. Um, I just, I just love, it. love anyone that makes something different from the usual staple pieces that you see in a lot of collections. Well, it's the standing out, isn't it? Because there's, you know, there's so many of us, there's so many wonderful models. It's like, how do I stand out even more? You know, and it's just doing a bit of research and going, I like that, I like that, and I can put these together and I've got a brand new outfit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favourite outfit in your wardrobe that you just, like, go to all the time that's your favourite piece? Oh. <laughs> Like, I'm looking at my suitcase because I have it all laid out because I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Um, I'm trying to think. I have a, like, a biker jacket from Rubber Cherry Doll, I believe they're called, or Little Rubber Cherry, something like One of the two. They've changed their name, and I can't remember which is the original and which is their new one. Uh, something like Little Rubber Cherry. Um, I have a biker jacket by them that I love, but it's still in Scotland. Um, and then I have a couple pieces that I haven't actually had the chance to wear yet for, from Cat's Little Factory. Like I have a face harness from her that I really want to wear and a bigger like head harness as well. Um, but I haven't had a chance yet because they, they were delivered to my address in Scotland right before lockdown happened. So. Oh, it's so tricky, isn't it? It's just doing this whole lockdown thing and trying to get organised and at the same time not lose your sanity. It's insane. I have things spread out across four different cities with about eight different friends right now and trying to remember who has what, where I'm like, I need this piece for this shoot. Who do I need to ask to mail it to me? That's hard. That sounds so tricky. How, so often, how often do you wear latex? Only when I'm shooting, really. Um, I'm trying to start wearing it a bit more just so that I can shoot content at home. I think it'll probably help once I have my whole wardrobe here as well. Um, most of it's up in Scotland right now. Um, but yeah, I'm only really for shoots and then if I'm doing home shoots as well. Yeah, I think we're pretty much all the same. It's just like, when do you have the time in your actual life to slip into latex? No one just slips exactly. into it. Yeah, even like like this top is simple, but even putting this on, like luckily my friend was here and they helped me get into it and it was getting caught on here and caught on here. And it's just hard, unless it's a bikini, which is, you know, easy to put on and take off. But anything else, you need like a team to get into it. And I'm always terrified if I have nails done no, I find when I have to review items for certain brands and they give me something that's so complicated, you're just like, I need help with this. But there's yeah, no one really around. Do. Oh, my God. It's um, it's fascinating. But how we figure things out and how we do it, because we have no choice, is it, it, it's just like my brain has expanded. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> do you wear latex in public? I know you said you wear it in clubs and stuff, but have you ever worn it in a normal situation, say, like, to a Sunday roast or something? <laughs> um, I think it depends what city I'm in. When I, like, for example, two years ago when I was um, in Berlin for German Fetish Week, um, I would just wear my outfit for the night out and about. Because, I mean, in Berlin, 
no one really cares. <laughs> like I see, I've seen people walking like shoeless along the streets of Berlin. Like who's gonna look if you're wearing latex? They really just don't mind. Uh, here in Rome, I don't think I would, um, just because they're a bit more prying eyes type. Like you'll have guys catcalling you on the streets, even if you're in a hoodie and and, and leggings, um, and it's just not enjoyable um but it just yeah it depends on the city if i'm in somewhere that it is more or less accepting even in london i probably would in the right time of year but here in italy not so much no i it really does depend on the country that you're in and how oh, you know, open-minded they are because not there are some places in europe where you're just like oh no this is very small village better put some normal clothes on yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I find once I have gone out in public wearing, you know, something, and the you do get the stares, but they also come up and like, "What are you?" And you're just like, "Yeah, like, I'm a human being." <laughs> Yeah, like I, I do love that. And like I shot full rubber outdoors in Berlin as well. And it is like liberating in a way. Like it's really cool to be like, yeah, I'm wearing this. So what? But I wouldn't do it in Rome. Rome like even just shooting outdoors, even fashion in Rome, shooting outdoors is frustrating because the amount of crowds that come around you and they're like all looking at you. And like there's good attention and there's like borderline creepy attention. The good attention is fine. <laughs> just not, you just not unwanted attention. No. Exactly. No, it's the same in Spain. When I shoot out in Spain, there's some parts of Spain you just, people are just like, they don't see this every day. So it's tricky. It's very yeah. tricky. Now, you have to tell me, what was it like winning the top UK fetish model? Oh my God, that's such an achievement. Thank you. Um, it was amazing. It was uh, crazy. Um, I'd, I'd been really hoping for it. I like, I've been really excited for it since I think it was December when we did nominations because voting was, I think, January through February and then we were supposed to get the results in March. So the the wait ended up a bit longer this year than expected. And I was just so like hopeful for it, fingers crossed. Like it was something that I really wanted. I really like cared about it. And um, so yeah, when I when I heard the results, I was very excited. <laughs> it's your work, it's everything that you've done and it's been recognized. And to get an award for that, it, I can imagine it's just so overwhelming. Exactly. And I think I think for me part of it is because I worked in fashion full time for five years and I would literally study posing, study my runway walk, study expressions for two hours every single night. And in my five years in that industry, I never really got recognized. It was like I would work my butt off, but because I was a little shorter, because I wasn't as thin as the other girls, because I had tattoos, obviously much less than now, but a few tattoos, there was always something wrong with me. Like they would always be like, oh, we'll accept you even though you're a little short. And to come like into this fetish industry, have only been doing this for two years and already be recognized, not for the way I look, but because I work hard in this industry and I try to do a good job. It's just really rewarding to finally actually feel recognized for the effort that I put in. I think a lot of girls who are coming into this industry don't realize you do have to put in that hard work. <laughs> If you put in that hard work and you persevere, it does pay off. People will start really turning, people will start turning heads, and it's all down to your business mind. So you've got it already because you've been do, you've already done it for like mainstream fashion. So you've already got that mindset. Now you just adapt it to different situations, which you've done, and you won! Yay! Thank you. <laughs> which is great. So I hear you talking about um, Scotland a lot. Are you based in Edinburgh? But it sounds like you're based everywhere. Yeah, I'm like, that's a good question. I wish I knew the answer. I grew up in Canada, in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. 
um, started both modeling and going to fetish events in Vancouver. Then after graduation from university, I moved to Italy from, for archaeology, obviously. Um, lived here in Rome for two years. And then I moved in theory to Edinburgh for a year because there a master's only takes a year and here it takes two years. So I was like, oh, then I'll get it done. I'll have it under my belt. I'll come back and I'll be able to find better, higher paid work because I have a master's. Of course, COVID happens and my year in Edinburgh has now been extended until next year because you can only write your thesis from May until August. And I didn't have access to any resources this May, August. Um, so I'm still technically a student at Edinburgh. My visa is for Scotland, but my partner and my life and everything is in Rome. It doesn't really make sense for me to live in Edinburgh because I'd have to pay for rent and everything and there's no way to work right now. So I'm currently living with my partner in Rome, but technically my residence is still in Scotland. We're figuring that out. <laughs> That is a lot, isn't it, to handle? It's very stressful because if you're already a European citizen, it doesn't really make much of a difference because, you know, you just pop off to any of the countries. But as a North American, like, I don't have any citizenship outside of Canada yet. So I have to be very mindful of, like, do I actually have a visa? Am I able to legally stay here? When do I legally have to leave the country? And with COVID in the middle of things, it's like, okay, how do I legally leave the country? Like, technically, to renew a visa, I have to go home to Canada but that costs like 2000 each way. I don't have the money or the time to go back and forth there. It's insane. Yeah, well, I live in Spain, but I work in the UK. So I fully understand, like you said, you have everything spread all over the place. Yeah. And it's making sure that you're organized enough to do your shoots, especially when you're doing exactly. latex shoots. Latex is heavy. It's really, really heavy. And people find that really surprising when you're like going to a different country and you've got a suitcase allowance already. And it's just exactly. like being organized enough where, where can I wear this piece? How can I make it last all week? And how can mm -hmm. I add different accessories so each photographer I work with has got something different? Exactly. Especially when a lot of the designers, justly so, but only want their stuff to be shot with their stuff. And you're like, but this necklace from so-and-so would go so well with this. And then it would be something different. But I can't put them together. No, it's so tricky. And it's just it's yeah. purely organization and asking beforehand. And you yeah. know, like it's it's yeah. I find when I'm traveling and I've got so much latex and then I have other like other work to do that isn't latex that I've got to add in it as well. And you'll see so it just explodes. And at the exactly. end of the tour, the beginning of a tour, it's perfect, it's organized, it's neat and it's tidy. End of the tour, big old explosion. It explodes everywhere. But I have the same. a UK wardrobe and I have a Spanish wardrobe and just going between the two. So I fully understand how you feel because I go through all those tribes and tribulations as well and it's just, oh, it's, it's a nightmare. You're just kind of like, oh God. How will we do yeah. it? Just how? No, I'm I'm the worst when I tour because especially if I know I'm only shooting latex and lingerie, I will just bring latex and lingerie and then bring one, maybe two normal outfits and just literally for two weeks wear the same thing, just change my underwear underneath. I'm like, I'm only using it to go between shoots. I don't really like, I don't need to wear anything else. But then the problem is like now that Instagram stories are so popular, it's like, fans might notice that I'm wearing the same outfit for two weeks in a row. I think, yeah, I, I end up doing this game where you've got like a jumper dress, which is warm at the same time, but it's loose enough to not leave any marks. And exactly. it's kind of like, but it's the only outfit you've got because everything else takes up so much. You're just like, yeah. oh my God. So I end up explaining. <laughs> I'm on tour. I only have one dress. Yeah, that, that'll be me starting tomorrow. Be, be prepared to see a lot of my Rolling Stones and my, what's my other shirt? 
Can't remember what my other shirt is. Something to What is it? That is circus. Okay, yeah, simple, easy, <laughs> and light as well. It has to be light because if you're packing heavy with everything else, <gasps> exactly, clothes don't even come into it anyway. Normal clothes don't even come no. into it when you're a, no. a, a latex model. It just doesn't. No, I don't. I don't normal clothes when I go on tour at all. <laughs> you can't. You just really can't. It's just not practical. Do you have like a favorite memory wearing latex or funny moments wearing latex? I mean, most embarrassing moment wearing latex was when I was finally shooting with Kylie Marilyn, was so excited, like, this is like one of my idols, I finally get to work with you, try to put the leggings on and my thumb just goes straight through. Oh no. And they were, they were their latex, like personal latex, I'm like, sorry. And, and this was two years ago before, like, I was known at all in the scene or anything, too. So I'm like this little nobody getting to shoot with this basically celebrity. And I immediately rip a hole in their latex. What did you do? Did you, would you just like, oops, really sorry? Or is it just? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I apologize profusely. And um, they ended up putting me in like another. Oh, no, I, I put a hole in the cat suit. So we put leggings over the cat suit. Oh, but no. I was very embarrassed. <laughs> it is quite embarrassing, yeah. It's not, it's not fun at all, yeah. is it? But it happens. It happens. It does. And luckily, it hasn't happened to me yet with stuff that I borrowed from a designer, um, which is, like, my greatest fear. Like, I am terrified for the day. I have to be like, hey, so you know that 300 euro cat suit you lent me? I can't really afford it, but, I mean, there's a hole in it. <laughs> Hopefully it will never come to that. Or if I ever do put a hole in something, hopefully it'll be like a small accessory or something I can actually afford to pay them for. Or if you do, you could probably just go and get it fixed. It might be a little bit cheaper as well. Yeah, yeah. I was actually meeting with the designer of this top two days ago and she said, oh, when you come back from your tour, I'll teach you like at least how to repair things. Like, Ooh, so you could get another skill to add to your very many, many, many yes. skills. Yes. You can My repertoire. Like, yes, I'm amazing and I can do all of this and I can also fix it as well. Hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really should learn. Even just for like with my own pieces, if I'm on tour, because I'm obviously a lot less careful with my own stuff, just be able to touch it up on the run. What kind of advice would you give to someone who's wearing latex for the first time? If you're wearing it for your personal enjoyment, um, just be careful with it because it rips very easily. Use a ton of lube because it is not easy to get into. Um, you will sweat a lot, so be ready for that. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, feel yourself up. It feels cool. <laughs> yeah, you literally do. I find when I'm wearing latex, I just stand there going, oh, hello. Hi. I pet myself. I pet myself constantly. I can't see me on camera. But like this whole conversation, you can't really see me on the camera, but I've been petting my tummy like nonstop. It's just, it's nice. My favorite one is where you, where you get the fake boobs that go inside a cat suit and you end up just feeling your breasts all day. You're just like, yeah. oh my God. You just walk around or even just because they're heavy. So you're literally like supporting them as you walk. You're like, okay, here we go. I just thought, is that what actual fake boobs really like? Are they actually that heavy? Oh my God, it's crazy. I mean, I, I've had a reduction and I definitely do feel a weight difference from what they were before. Like I literally in high school, I was one of those people who would prop them on the table while I wrote. <laughs> I love that. That's so much fun. So I'm much happier like this, but yeah, they do weigh a lot, even real ones. I bet. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I've always had small boobs, so it's just like, ah. Oh. So when I get big fake ones, I'm like, yes. But you can get the blue yeah. ones as well, so they're not as heavy. Yeah, they're much easier. But then I'm worried about popping them. So I'm just constantly worried. If I'm in latex, I'm worried. 
<laughs> gonna ruin it in some way. You just play at the bongos on yourself with the inflatable ones. You just like la la la. There's a party on my catsuit. I love it. It's so you can. It's just a whole adventure in latex, and you can go anywhere and do anything. And there's so many different varieties. I love it. Wow, it's great. So where can we find you online? So do you have a website, social media? Yes. Um, so mostly for for my work with Pixie, I mostly just use Instagram as my main platform, and then I have so that's Witchy underscore Pixie, um, and my Twitter. I have a Facebook page. Just search Witchy Pixie. I'll come up. Um, those are the ones that I update mostly. I'm starting to trend, starting to transition my old fashioned website into being a more inclusive website that also will have latex, but that's not done yet. But uh, once that's ready, I'll share the domain on my uh, on my Instagram. Because I can imagine, like, when you have all these different platforms, I know I struggle a little bit. It's like, because you communicate with different designers and different people on different platforms, you're just like, you have to, cause you're going through, like, different, like, several different inboxes, and you're just like, oh, my God. It's insane. I have, I have seven different Instagrams, two different Facebook profiles, four different Facebook pages, two Twitters, Purple Port, and Model Cartai. That's a lot. That is a lot. So organizing yourself through all of that. So if a new model was coming in, how would you recommend like sorting that out? Because I know I have my own way of doing things. But if you're a new model coming in, how do you say how do you stay organized with the many, many platforms that you have? I think the thing that has been like crucial to me going through because I travel a lot as well. And especially if you're planning to travel as a newer model, make sure that you make master lists. So I have on Google Docs, I have my fashion ones. And on Word, I have my uh, fetish ones. But I have photographers, designers, um, other models, uh, makeup artists for fashion work. I don't really need one for fetish work. Um, but I have like all my, all my lists uh, divided. And then it goes by country. And then within, next to each name, it has in the brackets the city. So if I'm going to Germany, I go down my list, I select all of the Berlin, and I send them all a message, the same message usually. <laughs> but yeah, that way it's just everything is in one place and you know like where to go and you just slowly add to them. Anytime I encounter a new photographer, someone I want to add to the list on social media, I just screenshot their page and then I add it to a to-do file on my computer and I slowly go through those and I just add them to the respective list. Yeah, oh God, that's so organized, isn't it? Yeah. So organized. I don't do I have a different system which is just like it's all in my diary and then when I'm going to that certain country I just email everyone and just like yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, no mine I mean my fetish one is only up to like I think seven pages or so, but my fashion one I've at this point been in fashion for seven years, so it is a very like I think it's a twenty-three page document, so it needs to be well divided. <laughs> it sounds very, very hectic and I'm very yeah. impressed. So it's just, for me, like there's lots of new models coming in or they're trying out anything for the first time. It's just good to know that we do have a system. We're not just walking into a situation not knowing. We are knowledgeable. So much work. Everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. You're just like, get ready. And you just, you show up and like, mm, mm, no. Like I've, in the past two months, I've only worked for two weeks a while ago and then the two weeks that are about to come up. But I have every single morning been spending copious hours on my computers trying to sort everything out. Because in fashion, you have an agent that does it for you. Yes. In fetish, you don't have an agent. You have to learn to do it yourself. But it's the admin that goes with it as well and staying in proper communication because everyone reacts differently. Yeah. It is a lot of hard work. And I think a, a lot of people don't realize, they, like you said, they just see a pretty picture. 
and it's like yeah. the work that goes behind the picture yeah it's pretty intense absolutely. it's been absolutely amazing talking to you you're such an inspiration it's been amazing you're wonderful thank you so 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 much for joining us it's just you're nice welcome. and it's just so lovely just to talk to another fellow model about you know modeling <laughs> especially yes. in latex yay awesome thank you so much i really really enjoyed having this chance to to talk to you guys and, and get to know you a little bit better personally as well it's good i like it you've been fabulous thank you so so much it's been a joy <laughs> If you want to see more latex, visit Latex Fashion TV and follow us on Facebook, Twitter. I think we have every platform under the sun possible. Come and have a look and join us. I'm Zoe Page and thanks for watching. Yay! Thanks for listening to the Unzipped Latex Podcast. For more interviews and features, visit latexfashion.tv.